0: Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey everyone, on this episode, I have Chris Ward. She is the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and she has an Amazon best selling book that helps entrepreneurs to systematically grow their business and their personal life too. And that is awesome because I think we, a lot of us, me especially, struggle with this so much. So I'm really excited for Chris to be here today to talk with us. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm great. And I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Well, obviously we want to get to know you a little bit better, know a little bit about who you are and how you uh, got
1: to the point where you're at. So can you give us a little bit of a background story of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a branding and marketing agency and I was in business for about four years and I looked around one day and I just thought I was working crazy hours, like crazy hours. And I actually almost electrocuted myself one day because I was in such a rush. And I talk about that in the book because now I claim I'm a recovering rushaholic. So we talk about that in the book. And what had happened, I had subscribed to the old way of doing things where your personal life pays the price. You're working harder and harder Buy new technology, burning out, repeating the cycle, and I realized it just wasn't working. So I started to examine producti- productivity in a, like a feverishly passionate way, and I really started to make some changes. And I didn't have some time. I didn't have the time for heavy time management systems. I needed something that would give me immediate results because there's a lot of heavy stuff out there and and I just really pushed back on that. It wasn't a good fit for me. I didn't need another thing to do. So I, I made some changes and I started to see some significant results, like going from working like 16 hour days down to like seven. And luckily I did uh, because a couple of years later, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer and I had been pulled away from my business. And I would say all in all, I was really away for almost about two years. And when I returned after he passed away, my clients were shocked because they were not aware of my absence. They, they, you know, when it became public that my husband had passed away, they were just, they had no idea. So they started to gently ask me how I managed those two worlds because even just his treatments and appointments and all that stuff, that's more than a full-time job. So how was my absence not noticed by them, right? So I, you know, I love helping people. So I started to work with them in the capacity of time management because of course now I realize Life happens and you need a business that can support your life, not consume it. Things come up and you can't have an additional worry about your business. So I really started working with them and they did see the results. You know, they saw that I was able to help them eliminate 80% of their to-do list, 100% of their guilt, and they didn't have to do things that they didn't want to do anymore. And more than that, they started getting their dream projects out and they started to take real vacations with their family and started, you know, attending all family events and soccer games. And, you know, they were able to really leave their business behind when they walked out the door at a reasonable hour. So, you know, and then I took all their success and I thought, wow, how can we help more people? And then I wrote the book, When the Hour, When the Day.
0: I love that. Um, you took such a negative thing that happened and came your way in your life and turned, found a way to turn it into a positive. And I really admire that and that you've come out on the other side um, with, you know, something to show for it. And... I, I want to dive deeper into the process that you have because, you know, when when the hour, when the day. I think <laughs> one of my heart, my biggest things is like being distracted all the time. And so I feel like, you know, one hour, if I could like manage to get a whole productive hour, <laughs> that would be amazing. So I'm curious to know what your, what your process is for helping people be productive. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into that a bit. Let's, um, what are your, what, are,
1: what, what's the, like the foundation of what you teach? Well, there's a couple of foundations, and they're all very simple. And regardless of your industry or business, really, there's some main principles. If you can win the hour, you can win the day. So success builds upon success. So we often dive into the workday, and you see it as too large of a project. So I used to hit the floor running Monday mornings thinking for some reason that Monday was going to be the day I seize the world. And I would have my mighty to-do list in my hand. And by 10 a.m., you know, I'd be really excited, to checked off a few things, but I was not aware that the next two things might take two hours or two days. I had no idea. So then that folds over to Tuesday where you beat yourself up a little bit and say, okay, I got to go faster, stronger, harder, stay later. And the whole thing is set up for failure. So one of the principles we talk about is really working with the time you have and reorganizing that to the highest level of efficiency. So there's a couple of things that, you know, that we could dive into one would be i'd say you really have to look at your calendar like your time bank account so many of us don't even put in our calendar what we do every day we use that a calendar for external purposes like i have an appointment outside you don't manage your work or your expectations on your calendar even your email so if your email that you chip away at all day long is the time is not even on your calendar that's equivalent to saying well you know, my car payment comes out every month and my phone bill comes out, but I don't count it because I know it comes out every month. So what happens is we dive into the workday and we might think we have eight hours, but in fact we have five. So our fundamental formula from the get-go is problematic. That's a situation. And then living off a to-do list, that's a whole, you know, that's a whole podcast in itself. Like There's no increments of time. It's not chronological. There's just no ability to course correct. So it's kind of like, think about if you were going to a trip and you were going to drive from say New York to California, if you had a blueprint for that, a GPS setup, you'd say, okay, let's plug in the address. We know how long it will take when we get there, when to stop everything. You'll know everything. If you had a to-do list, it would be get gas, make sure you have cash, pack a lunch, it wouldn't get you where you want to go. So there's some very fundamental tools that people use all day, every day that are working against them before they ever start their work day. And that's some of the strategies that we started. Undoing things is more, is really more of what we do than doing, but really no one's ever taught you this stuff and you've really never examined the faultiness in your foundation. Um, so, First piece of advice
0: is like literally put everything on your calendar is what I'm getting from you.
1: (laughs) Well, that sounds heavy and that's where people get like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to do all that. You know, like that sounds like work in itself. But when you have a plan laid out that's effective, it's really very easy. It might take a little bit in the beginning, but it's really just like if it takes time at each school on your calendar, so for the biggest success, I like to see those things in one-hour increments, right? So you might have, you know, an email time in the morning around ten or eleven, and then one in the two o'clock in the afternoon. So you might say email and phone calls or whatever you have to do, and so you it doesn't have to be every little thing on your calendar. That sounds heavy, but there are very simple strategies where you can allot time to your work. And that way you can course correct and see when things are falling off the calendar. You know, that's the difference. You cannot improve what you don't measure.
0: So rather than to do lists, what is your suggestion for people um, that you are used to working from lists? And that's really what, what, what they have going on now, but what,
1: what do you recommend instead? Well, a to-do list, I mean, you still can have a a process, which can be a checklist of action. But a to-do list is kind of like if you were building something, whatever, from Ikea, and all of a sudden you look on the floor and you've built a chair and you've got all these extra nuts and bolts on the floor and you think, well, that kind of looks like it should be somewhere, right? So it's not in action. So a to-do list often is just a list that's kind of left over and not in action. So if it's something that really needs to be done, then you need to have a plan and that dives into what we talk in the book about working backwards. So let's say for this podcast this morning, I say, okay, you know, I have to be on the podcast, whatever, 11 a.m., but I want to make sure I'm prepared and get everything set up or do my notes at 10 a.m. And then, you know, 9 a.m., oh, that's when you you work backwards. You know, maybe that's not the great example because there's I don't have to physically be somewhere, but if you had to physically be at a dentist appointment, say night, 11 o'clock Thursday morning, it's okay, it's an hour to get there. Blah blah, you you have kids, you say, Okay, I gotta get kids out at this time. So all of a sudden you realize to be at that dentist appointment at that hour, you have to get up at seven. So you work backwards. Too often of us in our passion dive into the work so excited we got this new project or we want to get it out we've learned this new thing this new client and you just dive in passionately but if you say for example with my book okay I want it out in June so then I had to work backwards and in order to do that I realized hmm okay I have to do five pages a day to meet that goal now some days I didn't feel like I had five pages in me but then I realized but tomorrow I'd have to have 10 pages in me so if I don't have five pages in me today, whereas if I didn't have that planned out, it'd be really easy to say, I'll go stronger on Thursday. So really working backwards and having a strategy, you know, these are the highlights of the plan. There's really simple tactics somewhere in the book and we'll try to touch on as many as we can in today's podcast, but they're really basic principles that don't cost you money, but will give you results.
0: That's awesome. So that that actually is really great advice for when it comes to if you're someone that is a service based business and you're working with clients and your clients have deadlines like it's easy I think to understand the concept of working backwards when you 've got these set deadlines like okay, they need it by then that means I need to get it done by then and then you start to work backwards but so it it, it kind of comes down to like first you need to have those deadlines set you need to have those goals like specific goals set so that you have something to work backwards from. (laughs) So, I mean, people don't have goals set um, with specific dates or whatever. It's really hard to do that.
1: Yeah. So what you'd have there is a goal, not a plan. So that's what I found discouraging in the beginning is, you know, people with more experience than me in business would say, well, set a goal. And I think, okay, I set a goal. And then I'd get there and the goal was not achieved and I would beat myself up and feel bad and work harder and stay later and all that stuff. So you're right. You have to have a plan, not a goal, but anything that you do, and this is the the mindset where there's a lot of mistakes made is you And most people do this. You speak first of the external forces, my clients need this for this date. And so then, you know, heck or high water that you're going to work and get that done. It doesn't matter what it costs you, but you don't set dates for your work. The client's work always come first, but you can't serve them and you can't grow your business and offer them more services if you don't have a game plan for your business. Because you will always be reacting to the clients first and you will just be jogging on the spot. You'll never have anything new to offer them. So that is an interesting thing that you mentioned because a lot of people do that. They can meet the external goals, but they can't meet their own. And then they get so frustrated because they just feel like I'm running on the spot. The business isn't growing. I'm not getting these passion projects out that I know can serve my audience better.
0: Yeah, I I 100% Relate to that because that is kind of the world that I live in right now. So I obviously need to get your book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, it's like I said, it's easy to, to do it with the external expectations. It's so hard to do it for your internal expectations, to do it for yourself, your own needs, your own business. Um, and I try to be an organized person, but like, what, what if someone's not very organized? Like what's, what is, what does this process look like for them or
1: what do they need to do first? You know, that's a really great question because I am a pretty organized person. And one of my, my faults in the beginning was you are limited when you're an organized person because you think, oh, I can do this, I will just reorganize stuff. So what happens is you don't change the framework, you just keep reorganizing the same stuff. So in fact, I often find people who are less organized do better initially. And so because us organized people lean on that and think that's the answer to everything. So in fact, sometimes that's a limitation because what you're saying to me is, I know I'm organized, so I will stay here and figure this out. I won't look elsewhere. So you've stopped looking on the horizon for another answer because you're like, hey, so far in life, everything that I needed, I could just reorganize myself better. So it's really not about being organized. It's about some fundamental practices that you don't have in place.
0: That's great news because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, I don't have my, you know, I I mean, this, this program is obviously something that is going to help you if you feel like you're so, so unorganized. So do you have any tips for like time management stuff? Because, okay, yeah, we, now we have a plan in place. We um, have gone through like figuring out, you know, working backwards, figuring out the, the steps we need to get there. What about managing our time a little bit better?
1: So what I'd like people to think about is whatever your industry, whatever hours you have in the day, it's really about getting maximum use out of that. So what I would tell you is one of the things that most people start their day with is emails. You know, you hit the floor running, you think, okay, some of us even answer, you know, on our phones before we even get to our desk. And you're in this uh, reactionary mode of scanning things to make sure there's not a problem. But first of all, there's, I mean, there's so many studies that show the brain, well, that gives you attention residue and decision fatigue. And it's almost like all your cables become loose. It's like your battery on your phone. It burns out quicker. So what you wanna do is you wanna start your day with the most creative work. And you wanna start that first because it's going to allow you to focus and you're gonna be freshest and the brain power is gonna be there. So any project that requires your attention or focus, that's what you should do first thing in the morning. Those emails can wait to 10 or 11 o'clock and what will happen is, you know, you know you can do them, you know, exhausted or tired, or you're doing them late at night. You know you can pound through them really quickly, so you don't need to use up your best prime real estate first thing in the morning. Now, some people say, "Oh, but Chris, I have to check mine first thing in the morning. What if there's a problem?" Well, first of all, that's. A, based on fear and being reactionary and not being proactive. But secondly, if you had a, a meeting, somebody said to you, I'd love to work with you and give you some, you know, really lucrative business. Can you meet with me at 9am? You wouldn't say, no, I've got to check my email. So that day those people would be waiting for your emails. So, you know, so that's a, you know, you really have to wrap your mind around that. So do the creative work first. And then I would really also encourage you to stop checking your emails constantly throughout the day and pulling yourself in a thousand different directions. So it's like playing, you know, 52 pickup with cards. You're just chasing things all around. So the problem with that is you have no idea how long your emails are taking you. Because if you say, for example, find out that your emails are t- taking you two hours a day, then we can say that's too long, regardless of your industry. We There's other things we can put in place to help you with that. But again, you can't, you know, improve what you don't measure. So start with your creative work first. Your emails do not produce, you know, uh, work or money. You have to contain those to a certain amount of time, and really just map out your day so that you can see where your time is going.
0: So you definitely recommend um, tracking tracking our time. That that's. Why you're saying to condense it in a specific amount of time so that we can track it. So when you start working with people, do you have them like for a certain period of time, track what they're doing so that you know where they're spending way too much time.
1: So you have some advice to give them tracking sounds pretty heavy handed and more like more work. So here's an example. Last week, something happened to my phone and all of a sudden, unplanned, I'm on the phone with Apple and it took like 45 minutes to fix it. So I looked at my calendar and I realized, okay, I lost almost an hour today. What is is a thing or things that can move to later in the week? Where are my priorities? And so I was like, oh, okay, so we'll move this, move that. That's good. I know. Now in the old days, myself or my clients, what my uh, style would have been to create a state of frenzy and try to go faster and be anxious because I lost time. So I'm going to try to go faster and have everyone else around me stressed out because I'm expecting them to go faster. And it just would have put everything out of control. So all I'm suggesting is you do have work. We can block them in increments of time, tracking it's not a heavy system when you work in our we have a master class and, and a coaching and when you do that it's very simple what we do is we look at your strengths what you do well and we start to lean on them and leverage them and then put other things in place as we move forward so that it gives you more time more relief so what we're looking for is if you can win the hour you can win the day if you can win one hour today then i'm going to help you win two hours tomorrow but it's not an infrastructure like you see a lot of out there. We're not going to be putting all this stuff in there and you have to learn this new system and you already, like if you had time to do that, you just get the work done. It's not that kind of thing. It's not like a strict diet where three days later you're eating cake. It's not like that. It sounds like it's very much simplifying
0: the process. Mm -hmm. And something you said at the beginning was that you didn't have time for time management. (laughs) And I so love that you said that because that is exactly how I feel. You know, I have a business coach and she teaches, you know, to time block, which I think is great. And I think that's probably a little bit what you're, you're telling people to do as well. You know, time block, put a block of time in there to check your email. And I just was resisting. I'm like, I don't have time to figure out my schedule because I'm too busy catching up on all this other work. So she's like, well, eventually you're going to have to do it. (laughs) You know? Um, And I, so I I feel like that. I feel like, you know, I don't have time to figure out how to make this work better. Um, And I think when you're in a situation like that, you just have to like, I think it's a matter of reprioritizing at that point. Like you got to make time or it's going to just, nothing's going
1: to improve. So yes, get Chris's book. (laughs) <laughs> I think if you read the book you'll see that the it, it, what I think is is whenever there's a successful uh, change in your life, even like the the, the fitness industry has got like quadrillion dollars of money spent on that industry. But when you see somebody on TV that says, "Oh my gosh, I've lost 150 pounds or something," it's not that they suddenly realized, "Oh, eat better, exercise more." No, they had a mind shift. They understood the problem differently than ever before. So what I hear more and more about my book is people say, "Oh my gosh, I read all these time management books before. I was desperate, but now I see it all differently." So the strategies are very simple, but they will change how you see your day and it will really open up opportunity for you because it's not about trying to cram one more thing in or hey i have the newest system let's shove it into your busy day it's not like that at all you're going to see success and that allows you to have a little bit more time tomorrow than you had today and that creates more time to put in more strategies to create more success i love it so where can people
0: go find your book if they're desperately needing it like I am?
1: Well, you know what? The, the quickest way I would tell you is just go to Amazon, download it, get a digital download. There's lots of little tools in there and freebies that will help you navigate through your first week. Uh, so that would be sort of your, your quickest course of action. And I would start there. You could also reach out to me. Tell me that you heard me on this podcast. Tell me what your struggle is. Uh, check me out on Instagram at the Chris Ward. Uh, or LinkedIn, if that's your, if you're on there and just let me know what you're struggling with and we can throw some tips your way to get sort of help you get some relief that first week.
0: And you also have a guide called how to crush your to-do list once and for all. What is that going to help? I mean, what struggle would someone be going through that would be the ideal person to go and grab that guide?
1: Well, anyone using a to-do list. So, if you're using a to-do list, download that. That's step one. Because, and we just got somebody that sent us a video testimonial this morning. She was very generous with her compliments, and she said, "You know what? I did not believe I could not have a to-do list." And she said, "Chris, I read your book, and a week later, I'm like, oh, I get it." And she said, "I didn't realize how much that was choking me, or, or I just thought she said it sounded nuts not to have a to-do list." So she, you know, started following some of the very simple strategies and got some results really quickly. So it, uh, it doesn't have to be hard, you know, it, it's just some easy strategies to provide relief for you so that you can, you know, I'm sure you have many ambitions with this podcast just makes you go, okay, now I want to do this. And now I want to do that. So it's to get those passion projects out, grow your business.
0: Yeah. And so you can go find that at win, the hour, win the and connect
1: with Chris, um, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to mention? No, I just think, uh, go out there and enjoy the day and do it all. And it does, it, it, it's just meant to be, it's meant to be easy.
0: It is, it really is. And I think if it's too hard, it's not going to last. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna want to quit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I guess that would be my final thought. Is too many people think you have to rely on discipline. It's not discipline. Discipline you cannot sustain. It erodes your battery even quicker. Discipline. Discipline is a reaction, not a plan or a strategy. So if you think, okay, I just have to be disciplined and do this better and harder and faster, you, you know, good on you for trying that. But that's it's only gonna wear you down quicker.
0: That's a really great great thing to know because I think a lot of people, including myself, have just said, like, I just need to be more disciplined. But it's like, I just don't want to be, (laughs) you know, I've already passed that part of like, my discipline's gone. I just need it to work. And so yeah, that's, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are in that same situation. Thank you so much, Chris, for being with us today. It was nice to talk with you about this and um, get so many great insights on how we can improve our day to day tasks. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Do you have a course or info product that you're trying to get out into the world and make an impact, but you're struggling to figure out how to do that? I know that it can be hard and that's why I want to get on a free call with you. So you can tell me your goals, what you're trying to accomplish, what message you're trying to get out there into the world and see if I can help you come up with a plan and really figure out how to sell what you have to offer to truly amplify your impact and empower others. To jump on that call with me, go to susanleonardson.com forward slash discover.